Welcome back to the Byline Breakdown, where we delve into the stories behind the headlines. I'm your host, Mike Moliterno. We are joined by George Nelson, Deputy Managing Editor of the Business Journal and author of a story that I'm pretty excited about, which is about a new Hollywood props museum that is in the works and coming to Trumbull County. George, great to have you on the show again. Thanks for having me on. And I know this topic is probably of some interest to you. You're a bit of a sci-fi fan, correct? And a lot of this museum is going to be focused on sci-fi, I think. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to attend or going to the museum once it's actually up and running. But fortunately, we did get a chance to check out the warehouse where a lot of the props that were donated are being stored. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But first, let's just, um, for people who may not know, what are we talking about? <laughs> what is this museum and, and what's it, you know, what are they thinking it's going to look like? Well, the museum is, the core of the collection for this new museum is uh, about 10 or 11 truckloads of props that have appeared in various Hollywood movies, television shows, donated by uh, John Zabrucki of Modern Props, a props company. He grew uh, Zabrucki grew up in Warren. Right. So... That was, that's the local connection he wanted to to give you know, a lot of what he'd created over the years, a home that the Trumbull County Historical Society could use to develop a museum around. So he founded this company. Um, you said Modern Props. Modern Props. Right. And so basically what did they do? Uh, they manufactured props that were used in all kinds of television uh Productions, uh, pr- television and uh, film productions, uh, primarily science fiction. Uh, you know, shows like The Incredible Hulk from the you know 1970s, or uh, the Star Trek movies from the 80s, uh, RoboCop, uh, The Last Starfighter, uh, any number of of uh, TV shows and films over the decades. How do you get that job? I want to do that. How do you well, just say, I'm going to be the guy that tinkers around and and then they put it in a movie? That seems pretty, I'd like to do that. Well, okay, so that's who it is. Um, so this museum is going to house a lot of those artifacts. Yes. Right? So um, could you be specific? Um, what are some of the items that perhaps people will recognize or have, have seen in, in movies? Uh, some of the most instantly recognizable ones probably would be include the egg chairs from Men in Black from that, you know, the scene where right. where Wolf Smith is taking the test. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a device that's called the most important device in the universe. It's a set of uh, glowing red tubes mounted on brackets. It has literally been in, in hundreds of, of productions from uh, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek movies and Star Trek TV series. Um, just over the years, if it's it's been a science fiction product of the last, you know, of a good 30-year period, it's probably been in it. See, that was interesting because I'm not at all familiar with that item. Everyone talks about that one, and I don't think I've ever seen it or seen – maybe I'm wrong, but Google, I, I – Google, most important device in the universe. There are videos that will show you, like, an uh, assortment of, of TV shows and movies that it's been in. Okay. And I could be wrong, but I think 
um, you mentioned Men in Black. I think the memory erasers, didn't he know. design those? I don't know if he, they had those, but they do have the, some of the hand weapons from oh. Men in Black. Mind you, they're still cataloging this collection. Uh-huh. So it, it's, it's basically a, a full-time job just going through these 10 or 11 trucks that are, I think there might be still one that's on its way that hasn't been arrived in Warren yet that has more of the props. Okay, well, well, let's talk about that. So you went and you saw the warehouse where they're housing yes. this stuff. Where Obviously, just... this is a secret location because right. <laughs> obvious reasons. Right. Well, yeah, we're not going to say that, but yeah. I guess, I guess, just you know, take us inside. What What did you see? What are they doing? How are How's the museum handling all of this stuff? Basically, just at, at this point, it's the big job is cataloging, finding out what the items are and we're talking about you know different kinds of hand weapons things that are retrofitted from from actual guns um uh spy briefcases uh exotic laboratory equipment just a whole array of things are they are how how's the progress coming you know do they do they think this is going to take them a year to finish cataloging this stuff or several months at least i think okay sure and, and obviously the historical society does other things so they can't, you know, devote all of their resources every day to it. Well, right. That was, that's, that's kind of something I was going to ask you about because the historical society, as far as I know, wasn't planning to do this. This, you know, John Zabrucki just kind of said, hey, I'd like to donate all of this stuff. And so now on top of whatever they were doing, you know, in their day-to-day jobs before, now all of a sudden – oh, let's develop a museum and let's start going through all of the truckloads of items. And I also imagine they probably aren't, you know, science fiction isn't their bread and butter. It's Trumbull County history. It it is a challenge to to be sure. And they've they've had to bring on additional people to, to deal with this project. On the other hand, how often do you have an opportunity to, have, to develop a museum, and you're literally given most of the exhibits. You're, I mean, they're still they're still trying to acquire items. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know, obviously, there are things that Zabrucki didn't work on. He um, didn't work on you know, fantasy films a whole lot, and they determined that that was a focus that they wanted to have as well. So they're acquiring different items along those lines, as well as you know science fiction projects that he wasn't involved with but yeah obviously it's a it's a tremendous opportunity when you're putting together a museum one of the big challenges is finding what you're going to put in it right a lot of that problem solved (laughs) so i guess the problems that they are going to have or some of the challenges they're going to have is finding a location for the museum and funding it well uh one one of the challenges is already taken care of. Uh, the city of Warren earlier this year allocated an American Rescue Plan funds to give to the Historical Society to purchase a building on uh, near downtown Warren right. that is going to at least serve as the first phase of the museum. They're already envisioning having to expand on that. Uh, and of course, uh, you're right, it, it is going to be an expensive proposition. Uh, one of the um, I recently did a story on the Appalachian Regional Grant Program that the local partners recently submitted an application for, and they are seeking about four million 
to renovate that building to get it into shape to be a museum a museum space and they're they are going to have to expand on it so this is going to be uh there's going to be a lot of money that's going to have to be raised obviously to to make this thing a reality and i think they're going to know whether or not they receive that grant in february february yes yeah and of course there's uh, you know they're going to be embarking on a fundraising campaign probably in in early january february as well uh, to and there, I know discussions are already underway, uh, trying to attract some, you know, some donors to the project. But uh, one thing you mentioned, uh, the fact that you know the historical society is focused on history. There is actually a decent amount of science fiction history in Trumbull County. Uh, really? Well, no, no. Uh, please, I'm I'm interested. Yeah, uh, you had a couple of science fiction writers, fairly well known ones, Edmund Hamilton and Lee Brackett. I forgot, uh, all, I forgot about Lee Brackett. Okay, right, I knew that the, one. Who, yeah. who worked on the screenplay for Empire Strikes Back. So she's sometimes called the mother of Yoda because the character was introduced in that film. Some of these items, especially some of the Star Trek items, and, and you know, they come with a built-in, with a pretty large built-in fan base. Right. So I would imagine the potential for tourism to attract people to this museum is pretty large i guess have you heard um from anybody what they're how they're planning to to market this thing or 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 what they think they're going to what impact this museum is going to have on warren and trumbull county one of the things that they're looking at as a model is the National Comedy Museum in Jamestown, New York. It's a similar sized community, similar income levels and such that's been operating for, I, th- I think, a couple of decades. But it's uh, it regularly draws people um, just to share personal experience. I was on vacation last a uh, couple of months ago and went to a place in Ticonderoga, New York, where the, someone had gotten a hold of the, uh, seri- the construction plans for the sets for the original Star Trek series, and he's been rebuilding them in this, in this building as, and as a tourist attraction, and you know, people regularly go to it. Very cool. Well, before we continue, we're going to take a quick break, but um, we'll be right back with um, some more talk about some of the specifics of the exhibits and their potential impact. Attention all business enthusiasts in Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania. The Business Journal has been your trusted partner since 1984, giving insights, updates, and fostering growth in your region. From Mahoning to Mercer, from Columbiana to Lawrence, we've got you covered. For just $10 a month or $99 a year, unlock our digital troves or get both print and digital for only $99 a year. Make the smart business choice. Subscribe now. So let's talk a little bit about some of the um, specifics of the collection. Um, I guess you're a big fan. Maybe could you talk a little bit about how the pieces reflect the the evolution of science fiction in cinema? Well, uh, one of the things that they're looking at is they want to use this to kind of illustrate how people in the past envisioned what the future would look like. Right. And to you know, kind of 
uh, through interactive exhibits kind of see how people today are going to envision what's coming down the road. And I think a part of this museum is going to be educational too, correct? Yes. So what's that aspect going to look well, like? Uh, well, the parties that they're talking about working working with is, oh, wow, the Roger and Glory Jones Children's Center for Science and Technology. Of, and of, I've spoken with Marvin Logan. He's definitely interested in uh, partnering with them because obviously science fiction has served to inspire scientists over the decades. I mean, you could you can listen to stories all the time about people who say they went into science or, or medicine because they watched Star Trek in the sixties and seventies. And what were some of the um what were some of the Star Trek uh, items that are in there? Well uh, the one that jumps out to they do have one of the uh, I guess a communicator, for example, okay. that uh, uh, William Shatner's James T. Kirk used in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Very cool. Um, so what are some of the upcoming steps for the museum? Uh, well, when I last talked to Megan Reed a few weeks ago, she, for the story, uh, they were still in the process of getting initial renderings. I mean, that's going to be a key before they can really go out and aggressively ask people for money. They right. have to be able to show them, this is what we're envisioning. Have you heard any response from the community to the project? Any excitement or anything like that? I think people are generally enthused about it. I mean, this is obviously, right now, science fiction is more a part of the culture, uh, the the popular culture than it was, obviously, when when I was growing up. It was more of a niche thing, but now with the, you know, with the explosion and uh, science fiction and, and superhero films even. Right. You know, it's more part of the daily conversation than it was. Oh, yeah. Sci-fi and fantasy are way bigger than they ever right. used to be. You know, you used to watch, like, movies in the 80s, and there was, you know, if you would have talked about Lord of the Rings being this big thing, everyone would have laughed at you. Nobody yeah. would ever want to make that movie, you know. 20 years ago, if you said Iron Man to someone... right. <laughs> What, what would they think of first? <laughs> well, I see. I would have known about Iron Man because I read comic books. Right. But, but I would have. I would have also said, "Yeah, don't make an Iron Man movie. Make yeah. an X Men movie or or something like that." Like, I wouldn't have said, "Yeah, Iron Man will be the movie that will kick off this giant franchise that is just going to dominate movies for the next fifteen years." I wouldn't well, have said that. Well, that's what happens when you're when you're in bankrupt or when you're making. Um, trying to make other movie deals and you yeah. license your, your key assets right. off to other companies. You're kind of left trying to work with what you haven't exactly uh, sold off, but that's another conversation entirely. Hey, it, it worked. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? It, it worked for them. Um, so let's just, uh, let's just wrap up. Um, when are they hoping to open? I know they have some tentative plans. I think optimistically they're looking at, 2026 maybe okay but you know that's that depends on funding falling you know falling into place i think they're hoping to begin construction you know sometime next year but again that's that's going to be a long process and that's going to depend on how successful they are at raising money all right well any final thoughts george uh just said if they had something like this when i was a kid uh, I probably would have been bugging my parents on a monthly basis to go to it. 
Oh yeah. Oh, I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, it sounds super cool. I, I really hope, uh, I think, I think, you know, I'm optimistic they'll get enough, uh, they'll get the support they need and they'll get it off the ground. Yeah. And I think there, I think there's good potential for support outside of the area, but yeah. I do think that, uh, local civic leaders are probably going to see that this is something that will be worth putting money into. Plus, as you said, it's just such a golden opportunity. Yeah, it it would almost be you know it'd be such a shame to just l- not take advantage of it. It's fallen in your lap. I mean, if if you look at one of the other things that uh, Megan and her team were looking at is the uh, the popularity of comic conventions and right. you know similar events just in this region. And and again, we're you know it's the old story. We're right between Cleveland and Pittsburgh, right between uh, Chicago and New York. So Mm -hmm. there's a decent population base that will travel to a venue like this to to see what it has. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for uh, for taking us inside the story, George. I very much appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And don't forget to subscribe for more behind the headlines insights to the byline breakdown. And just a bit of housekeeping. This will be our last byline breakdown of the year. We'll be off for the next two weeks. So we will be back after the new year. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Mike Moliterno. You wouldn't drive a car without a map, so why navigate the business world of northeastern Ohio and western Pennsylvania without the Business Journal? Trusted since 1984, we're the compass pointing you to growth and prosperity. Digital, print, why not both? We've got subscription options tailored for every business-savvy individual. Light up your path to success. Subscribe to the Business Journal today.